whenever you're ready. Oh, you want me to do the introduction? Yes, you do the introduction. Did you read that part? No, where is the oh, Here, I can always do it for you too. Okay. But, um, but so it came on your email. So usually, okay, let me see. Um, and, and then let me make it. And this Monday is the... Yep. This Monday, I want to make sure I pronounce it. That's probably why we have other people do it. Okay. So they, okay, so I'll say. Um, all right. So welcome to Backyard Pet Talk with Shannon Riley. Today, our guest is Maria Dismundi. She is the publisher of the bucket filler books that she's going to tell you all about. I have loved these books since um, my kids were small. I found them when they were about in kindergarten and they're all in high school and college now. I used it to teach them nonviolent communication and how to have better relationships. Um, and as a dog trainer, I use the idea of these books a lot when I'm talking to my clients. So when I um, was thinking about people that I wanted to interview on our podcast and talk to, I thought this was a great opportunity. And uh, Maria will tell you that the author is actually retired, so she's stepping in, but she can answer all these questions. So, well, Maria, first, let's introduce you, since you aren't the author, but you are the publisher. Can you introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about Carol as well? Yes, thank you so much for having me. So I have I started off in early education. I taught for 12 years. And after that, I began my own writing journey um, while we had children at home. And through that writing journey, I realized I really wanted to be more on the business side of writing. And I wanted to be helping other authors get their messages into the world. So I started Cardinal Rule Press about um, eight years ago, I believe. And we've been publishing positive picture books ever since. And about seven months ago, I bought um, Carol McLeod's company, Bucket Filler Books, because she was getting ready to retire. And we've been colleagues for a really long time, and it just felt like a really good fit. So Carol actually started this whole, I would say, phenomenon, because it really, like you said, we were chit-chatting before the call about how much you actually use these books and how beneficial they were. She, in the early 1990s, um, she went to a parenting workshop and she heard an expert in infant brain research talking about how um, this, this concept of an invisible bucket and how the bucket represents children's mental and emotional health. And you can't see the bucket, but it's there. And it's there for everyone. It's there for humans. It's there for animals too. So she thought, well, gosh, this would be really great to have a book where people can teach this concept. And so that's where the Bucket Filler book was um, born and the whole phenomenon began. That is, I know, and it is such a, a such a great um, idea of this bucket filler. Now, there are probably some people who are listening who have never really heard of what this bucket, they're like, what the heck are these ladies talking about bucket fillers? Yeah. So um, maybe you can give just an overview. I mean, cause I understand it cause I read them. For I sure. still have them, but yeah. um, what is the idea of the bucket filler? So we like to say the bucket fill filler blueprint is the following three things, fill more, dip less and use a lid. So when we talk about filling more, that means imagine everyone is walking around with this invisible bucket. And when you do and say nice things to them, kind things, it's going to add to their both, right? Their emotional and um, mental health. So if you do something that's unkind, it's going to dip 
out of their bucket. And it's going to take that, that kindness and those good thoughts and feelings away. So the books are always illustrated with hearts and stars, and those represent your good thoughts and your good feelings. So um, even when you say something negative about yourself, it's taking out of your own bucket, right? Because you're really dipping into your good thoughts and good feelings. So we say fill more, dip less, and use a lid. So the concept of a lid is very interesting because it's it's the fact that people can protect themselves and, and have boundaries, which I find as a 44-year-old woman, I am just really getting into the groove about boundaries and how important they are, um, but really trying to teach young children too about boundaries. Um, mm -hmm. So I think when we're talking about the animals, I think the first two concepts would be really great, especially the first one, filling buckets. For sure. When you're filling those buckets, um, I don't know if you're familiar with the concept, but the Gottman Institute, you know, talks about an emotional bank account. And there are other um, now trainers like Susan Friedman, who have also taken in the idea of animals need emotional bank accounts. And when we are um, filling our, our dog's bucket, in this case, or our animal's bucket, you know, they're getting lifted up. But what also is interesting, and I know this is in one of the books, but I don't remember if it's in the original book. Um, how, when you fill someone else's bucket, you're also filling your own bucket, you For know? Sure. And if you can talk a little bit about that, because that's what positive training, you know, positive training, we're giving treats for doing the right thing. We're giving praise for doing the right thing. And we're doing all these things and quote unquote, positive reinforcing our dog, which is great. It's a better learning. It's less stress, all of those things. But when we're doing it, there's something that the person who's filling the bucket, the person who's doing the positive reinforcement also get some feedback as well. And I think it was in one of the books, but now I don't know because I get all my things mixed up. Um, but I think it talked about how when you, I think there's a page where it says, when you fill someone else's bucket, you fill your own as well. Um, Absolutely, yes. And it's did you have anything to say about that? Yes, the whole concept of kindness and empathy. And if you can put yourself into someone else's shoes, you are going to really understand how they're thinking and feeling. So you can see uh, in the illustration, this little child is filling mom's bucket and it's the reverse too. So it's, it goes both ways. And I think with animals, it's absolutely happens. You know, I were talking about, um, you know, consequences with animals and the shame that comes around that as, as a pet owner, if you are using some type of a, a violent force in training, it just feels, you know, you, you do it and you're like, you don't feel so good afterwards, right? You might feel good. Like, okay, the dog listened to me, that, but there's this shame around it. And I think that's what bucket filling does is it it doesn't bring that shame. It brings positivity to both sides of um, the receiver and the giver. Well, and empathy and compassion are so big about um, shame, you know, around shame. And Brene Brown talks about that. And oh, I talk Brene. about that in some of my other, you know, um, some of my webinars and stuff about having compassion and empathy, but also, you know, um, not having shame. If you speak your shame, it doesn't have it. And what I noticed too, because I often tell people I'm a crossover dog trainer, meaning when I was in my teenage years, I used choke chains because that was all that was taught to me. Um, so when I can, instead of keeping that as a secret, you know, oh gosh, we don't want to know Shannon's ever done that. I say, yeah. And it, I looked for other ways, but, but it is. And by me just admitting it and owning it and saying, this was my journey, but I found another path. Um, it takes away the shame. Like I Love that. don't feel ashamed that I did it. Do I wish I could have done something different? Yes. And if there was something available, I would have. And that's how parenting, we talked a little bit about being raised in the seventies and eighties. Parenting was a lot different. You know, there was a lot of yeah. spanking, you know, it was a lot of, it wasn't 
a lot of encouragement. It was a lot of just punishment all the time. And oh my goodness, my sister still has our paddle and it oh. has tally marks next to our names. And guess who's has more? Mine. <laughs> and she has it at her house. I'm like, can you put it away? There's nothing. I don't like looking at that. Please. Right. And, and that doesn't make you have good fond memories of those times. And that's what, and our animals, we want them to always look at us with trust and, and that they, you know, we have that. So if no one's read this bucket filling book, it's definitely something you can read, whether it helps change your whole perspective of life, not just your dog training, not just your parenting. So what is some of the feedback you guys have gotten about, um, when they read the bucket filler book? Oh my goodness. I think one of the biggest things is how quickly it spreads. And you were giving an example of that too, where one teacher's doing it in the building and everyone catches on and they're like, what are you doing? And it's making a difference. And we actually do trainings for schools now and for teachers, because we have found through some research that when everyone is um, you know, modeling this bucket filler blueprint in the building, you create this culture of kindness. And so it's just what we're hearing is that the more the merrier. So the more people in a building doing this, the better they see. Um, and Carol will get what, you know, we receive emails for Carol and she gets emails of people just thanking her. And this was so helpful in my family. This was so ha helpful in my classroom. So a lot of positive feedback. Now, this is kind of exciting too. Carol's books all teach you the concept. And so um, Carol has a new book coming out, which it's hilarious because she was so excited to, to retire, but she has a book coming out. Um, <laughs> so she has a book coming out this fall and it's called Buddy the Bucket Filler. So it's actually um, a child, uh, it's a realistic fiction story of what does bucket filling look like and sound like? So it's a child who goes throughout his day doing these things. So Oh, wow. Oh, I can't wait to read that. Yeah. yeah like you said, um, I started off by just, I found the book randomly. I don't even remember how I found it brought it into the kindergarten classroom. The kindergarten teachers told, told the other kindergarten teachers who then told the first grade teachers, second grade teachers. So what is so awesome, like you said, it spreads is as you share it. So I would teach it in kindergarten. And then, you know, I have three kids that went through this one charter school. And by the time my youngest was doing it, my oldest was still learning about it in second, third, and fourth. I mean, you know, they just, everybody yeah. had that book. Um, they made buckets in kindergarten. They made little paper mache buckets or little origami buckets. And then people put buckets in them. And I think it was a great visual for kids to, to be able to understand this concept of giving and then also receiving, because, you know, sometimes it's hard for kids to receive a compliment or something, but when they took it out of context and was, well, you're just filling my bucket. If they said, Oh, you, I love your dress today, or, you know, something they didn't feel self-conscious. They were like, oh, my bucket was filled. And they started to learn how to even accept that positive feedback because sometimes that's hard to do. Yes, you know? yes, for sure. And, you know, um, we had talked about animals as well. And yes. um, in the bucket filler books, there are examples of animals with buckets as well. Yes. And um, I'm excited to report that my two dogs are going to be in the new book Buddy the Bucket Filler. So oh, cool. you see some cute, fluffy doodles in the book. Those are mine. <laughs> okay. Oh, fun. I'm fun. And is it going to be another picture book that she's creating? Yes, another picture okay. book. Okay. Yeah. Oh, that is just, and it is, it's, um, it's one of those things that really everyone everywhere needs to know. And one of my philosophies with Truly Force Free Animal Training is I wanted to make positive force-free training available to anyone everywhere. So I made the website. So you could be, you know, in Spain, you could be in Canada, you could be in Maine, you could be, you know, in Africa, anywhere. 
And if you really wanted to have access to positive force free training, which isn't always available to everyone, um, you could get on the internet and watch a webinar. You could watch a class. You could start learning the concept. So that was my whole thing. And so it's kind of cool because I feel like Carol and I have like this parallel kind of world of she wanted to make positive thoughts and, and people being kind um, throughout the world because she wrote the book. And I'm kind of the same. I want you to be kind to your animals, which we talked a little bit before is when you get this, you start to embrace this whole philosophy in your world. So whether it's with your dogs, your cats, your animals, your horses, your children, your friends, your spouses, your partners, um, it becomes a way of life rather than something you're just doing because someone told you to do it. And so for me, it's real natural to just give somebody a compliment. It It's not like in my head, I'm like, oh, should I, should I not? Or, you know, but because I know when I say something and then you see their face light up, you just filled your bucket too. And the same thing happens with your dogs. You know, when they're learning how to just do basic, like sit, instead of popping them or pushing their butt down, you have them sit and you give them a treat, their face lights up and they're like, okay. And then they want to do that more for you. And then you want to do it more for them because it's all more enjoyable rather than a punishment or aversive based relationship. Yeah. And we, we, we also change our voice too, when we're excited about our pets. Right. So we use our voice at like, we, we, like we do with young children and, um, for dogs, I mean, in animals, especially dogs, all they have to do is wag their tail and they're <laughs> filling my bucket, you know, and exactly. they're, they're the most loyal pets. You come home from work and they're at the door wagging their tail. Now, I'm going to tell you what, when my husband comes home from work, we don't always get up and go wag our tails at the, at the door. Right. It's totally true. Our partners, you know, you know, they, I, you know, when I was, I'm divorced now, but when I was married, you know, there, the people would always say, you know, when your spouse comes home, go to them and hug them and kiss them and ask them how their day and make them a priority. But we don't always do that. We don't I'm more likely that. to do it with my kids, but I'm not going to do it as much with my spouse. So it's something that Across the board is something yeah. that everybody should kind of, you know, expose themselves to. For so, sure. um, do you have any specific stories of anybody who has, I mean, you know, and you had your general, but do you remember, or do you know of any stories that some, you, that just come to your mind when people talk about something specific that they experienced once they read the bucket filler books? You know, I, I actually will share, um, about Carol because, okay. um, you know, she is a very modest, uh, human being and, um, she is so positive. And so I will tell you a little bit about her and how she has, um, influenced me. Um, so Carol is in retirement and she about two years ago shared with me that she has a marble jar and this all came from the, the concept of bucket filling. And so, um, she filled the, let me think. Oh yeah. She bought the marbles, but the bucket, the, the, the jar has uh, a, a certain number of, um, bu- sorry, I'm like trying to figure this out. It has a certain number of marbles, one for every day for as long as she thinks she's going to live. And so her goal is to fill someone's bucket every single day. And to it's a visual for her to mm-hmm. literally make that huge jar, and she showed it to me before, this huge jar of marbles to make it empty again. Or you could do it the reverse. I couldn't remember how she did it. You could fill mm-hmm. it up. But so she will literally every day, it's a reminder, it's a visual reminder to Mm -hmm. her to do something for someone else every day. And for me, I love letter writing. So Mm -hmm. I, in my desk drawer right here, I have cards and it's a reminder to me. That's one of my favorite ways. Like it's, it's, if it could be a love language by (laughs) um, Gary Chapman, yes, Yes. Um, 
So it's a reminder. So I think with bucket filling, having some sort of reminder is that's what I've learned from a lot of people. I've learned it from Carol. I use it myself. I've learned it from some feedback from teachers. So, you know, whether it's having a bucket on your fridge or like for me, it's having the cards in my desk because that's one way that I really um, fill buckets. And I love, you know, doing that. Or maybe a, a sticky note in your mirror where you get ready in the morning that says, text someone or like yes. you are loved and and maybe it's a positive affirmation for yourself. But I think we're so busy in the world right now, having some type of a visual reminder, you have a smartphone. You can yeah. also have a daily reminder, morning, lunch, and dinner time that says something like, you know, um, maybe in the morning, it say something nice to yourself in the afternoon, it say something nice to someone else. And in the evening, it's think, you know, pay gratitude for two things throughout the day, you know, so just those it reminders. And reminders are super important because you're, kind of, especially if it's not something you've been doing for a long time, it's a new habit that you're forming. And I'll do something similar. Just wrote that your marble reminded me yeah. something that our listeners who have animals, you know, like when you're training them, um, maybe you set aside some kibble or a treat where you say, okay, I want to make sure I give those treats. Like there's 30 treats in there. I want to give 30 treats to my dog sometime today. They can be small or they can be kibble or they can be low calorie. I mean, it doesn't have to be anything fancy, but just as a reminder that you should reinforce your dog or your animal for something that mm -hmm. many times a day. And then it then eventually becomes like a habit where, you know, you just do it automatically. But those reminders are really important for I am going to use that because I often forget. So I'm going to put some of those low calorie treats on my countertop every day <laughs> so that they get those they're getting those reminders. And it's exactly not just because you can go a whole day without reinforcing your dog. Not because you're, but if you get busy and yeah. then you're like, okay, I'll just train later. I'll do this later. And it doesn't have to always be this formal training. You know, they come into the kitchen and they sit for you instead of jump on you, give them a treat. You know, yeah. they lay down next to you while you're at your desk, give them a treat. You know, they come to you when you call them, give them a treat and you're going to build that relationship and you're going to be tra doing training and you don't even know you're doing it. That's you know, the idea I'm going to so, put those. See, this is what I love about all of this collaboration. So. Yeah. I know that you have other things to do today, but I, so I want to make sure that I ask one more thing. What is something that you would love the audience to take away from this or, you know, um, something that a big message, you know, we talked about, you know, me wanting positive reinforcement everywhere, you know, anywhere and for available to anyone, but is there a message for you that you think Carol would want the world to know um, if pertaining to dogs or just in general spreading kindness? Yeah. Kindness costs zero money. Mm -hmm. So everyone can do it. And so I know a big thing for Carol has been empowering children that they can make a difference. I mean, mm -hmm. opening the door for someone, smiling at someone saying, thank you. And please, there are so many different ways you can show kindness and it mm -hmm. doesn't cost any money. So those are our final words here between Carol and myself for you today. Oh, that is so great. Well, thank you so much for being here. Tell Carol, we appreciate her so much for writing the books and being part of all of this. And sure we'll be putting um, you know, links on here too. So everyone else can check out the current books, but also this book that's coming out soon. I'm looking okay. forward to seeing it. So thank you mu so much for being with us today. And um, thank you all for listening and go check out your Fill the Bucket books. That's awesome. Thanks so much, Shannon. Have a great Thank day. Thank you. Bye-bye.